but welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We have a good time today, so hang with us. Let us slide in on that work from home playlist. So we uh, start off with our weekend recap, kind of chop it up a little bit, talk about our activities, what we're doing to still stay busy and productive uh, with quarantine life. And then uh, I go through some different types of career changes that I'm looking at, but still working on my own businesses as well. And we talk about our episode coming out this Thursday. Uh, We had a really fun interview with the guys from CrossFit Naptown, also founders of Naptown Fitness. They do nutrition, yoga, so they have a lot going on. So that comes out this Thursday. We had a great time there. And then Tim and I go through some exercises, some movements, some things like that we can do at home. And then we finish with our book talk and Tim gets a little charismatic with it. Tim, where do you take us today? <laughs> yeah, so I, I give a little Like that wordplay? Like that wordplay? <laughs> yeah, that was good. I give a little weekend recap, uh, just some physical activity I've been doing outside and a very important life lesson that I took away from my golf round on Saturday. Um, involving patience, so you you won't want to hear, or you you will want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear about that shit. Yeah, so you won't want to miss the important lesson I took away just from simple golfing. So it was a good one, and then I've been watching more uh, videos on how to develop charisma. Uh, so I kind of talk about three things that you can do to overcome anxiety, and these are three simple things that. You can incorporate the, the don't talk, the don't take a lot of effort, but give you a lot of different benefits and rewards when communicating with people. So definitely won't want to miss it. Uh, I hope you guys get a lot of value from this episode. Without further ado, enjoy your Tuesday episode 121. So we got another uh, 30 days of social distancing. What do you mean? All the way through April now. <clears throat> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I hope by like mid late May, this is dissipating. Right. But sometimes I'm too optimistic. I know. When they came out and said yesterday that Trump was meeting with all the major sports commissioners, I got scared and excited at the same time. You told me that, yeah. I mean, the biggest takeaways from it, it looks like we're the NFL season is gearing up to start on time. That's their goal. Okay. And Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, said that uh, he wants major sports leagues to be, like, the front runners in restarting the economy. He kind of wants them to be, like, the first. Which makes sense because I feel like things started to fall apart when they started closing all the sports leagues, right, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, that was – those were, like, some of the biggest dominoes, I thought. Yeah. Like, once that happened, like, mm-hmm. they started canceling the, the lower-level – like basketball championships and things. They started doing that. Then it got to like the bigger conference tournaments, the big East. Once that shut down, like that was everything else just came after that. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was one. So big to start it back up. Yeah. Yeah. But when is a uh, training camp supposed to start? <clears throat> uh, like for NFL. Yeah. Um, Usually it's in like August. Mm. I think. Yeah, I would. Yeah, August, early August. Ah, dude, I would hope they're on time for that. Jeez. Yeah. Not gonna lie though, I I have been getting through no basketball with some of these like historical rerun games and. They can't do any more of that, man. I'm tapped out. Basketball movies. I'm getting through it. Like, I don't know. I'm just. 
kind of keeping on my other routines. Really, I haven't changed outside of like going to work. Actually, I haven't changed too much except replacing that uh, with everything else I'm working on. But I still cook and stuff, so I'm I'm kind of trying to keep it as normal. But uh, yeah, I I love all the basketball movies, but I'm just like. I want March Madness. Maybe it's out of spite that I'm not watching anything anymore. Yeah. Maybe I'm just pissed off. I've had it. But Glory Road, when you sent me that, that's a good one. Yeah. That's really good. Watching yeah. another show that has uh, Timo from uh, Coach Carter. He's in it. Timo Cruz. Yeah. Timo Cruz. Which one? You said you're watching another movie by him? No. TV show. Oh. Uh, yeah, and he's in it. He's he's an okay actor. I don't know. He's not in big name stuff, but gets right. the job done. He was good in Coach Carter. Smacking threes, dude. He was always smacking threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I feel oh, like I feel like every every sports movie, or at least every basketball movie, has the one player on the team that like gets temporarily kicked off for like oh yeah issues. And then there's always that scene where the team's practicing and like the player like walks back in. It's like, let me back in, coach. Like, yeah. I feel like that happens in Coach Carter, that happens in Glory Road, that happens in like every basketball movie. There's coach Carter, there. that happens like three or four different times though with people. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, he'll be back. No, yeah. there he goes. He'll be back. Yeah. It's a that battle's mom comes in the shop. Yeah. Yeah, there's the parent. There's the parent that has like the private meeting with the coach. Mm-hmm. So they have that glory rub. Yep, yep. They're special. Yep. They always show the the players having temptations on and off the court with like parties and stuff. There's that theme in there. And you've seen Coach Carter. They all just cave right into it. Yep. Yep. Well, and Glory Road too. They go out boozing. Yeah. Didn't they cross the border to Mexico? That's when he's like El Hot Doggo. I, maybe that was hot. earlier in the movie because I missed that part. But they well, I that's when the teams together, like, and then the next day they're super slow and sluggish, and the dude yeah. definitely calls them out. But yeah, that's where the one guy is in the Mexican restaurant, and uh, he's going El Hot Doggo, El Hot Doggo. He just wanted a hot dog. <laughs> that that this is Glory Road, or is that's, yeah, yeah, Glory Road. Yeah, I I started a little late, so maybe I missed that part. Oh, you might have missed it then, yeah. But uh, now I yeah, just look like when they're idiot. like when they're sneaking out, all yeah. of the African American players, it's just them, and then like the 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 white player like sees them sneaking out of the hotel. He's like, "Where are you guys going?" or something like that. Oh so yeah, they end up bringing the white players too. Yeah, and they go to that party and like all the oh, like oh the like, house party yeah everyone's like looking at them weird when they first come in because they're like the only white people in but then they end up being like the hits of the party <laughs> the tall white dude with the glasses is dancing and then that one yeah, yeah. over him and they the, are baffled <laughs> the girl's like what's the name of your friend she's like looking across the party and she like walks yeah. by all of the the black dudes and then she ends up going with the, it's the most unexpected thing she's hilarious like, i remember that scene yeah Great movie, man. Oh, that's awesome. And that dude was so tall and lanky and awkward and dweeby yeah. looking. And it was yeah. just – couldn't have been more perfect. Yeah. It's, it's a great example of how you can combine serious themes with racism with humor too. So yeah. Great. Yeah, they do a, do a good job of 
kind of ebbing and flowing between like super serious and kind of fucked up stuff and then bring it, bringing it back mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one in a while, but that is a good one. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I watched any other new movies. I don't think new. I watched, uh, rewatched the social network the other day mm. about Facebook. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Gets your blood boiling at some points, but job well done then. Yeah. I watched it a long time ago. I'd have to yeah. watch it again to refresh my memory, but yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. They mm. did a good job portraying him as a real big dick. So, <laughs> which again, I don't know accuracy per- percentage on that, but yeah, I'm sure there's some of that all around. Mm-hmm. But uh, applied to a couple jobs this past week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm still being picky <laughs> and choosy because now I have like a, a taste of what it's like to wake up and do all the stuff I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like do do coaching and nutrition and send people this and that kind of program and then do podcast stuff. And, and so it's like blessing or a curse. I'm not sure what it's going to turn out to be yet, but getting a real good taste of, oh, so if I was completely self-sufficient, this is what it'd be like. I can stop mm-hmm. and play guitar for an hour if I want to, like throughout the day and just do what I want. Do you, so, find, uh, do you find more of a passion for your work when you are able to do this? Like what yeah. are some of the big uh, like mental differences you're feeling about it? Um, I say mental shifts came when like the conversation ha- happened where I knew I was going to get let go. Like, so when I knew I was going to get laid off, it was like, okay, uh, time to figure it out. So now it's, uh, there's a lot more, I'd say, there's a lot more purpose to certain things I do. So I'm thinking of, okay, if, if I try to make a different type of program for this or that, how can I make general specific, uh, what can I include? And then I start just kind of creating stuff, outlines of content and programs and things. And then it's like, I'll tweak from there, but I have to get something down. Um, so now it's just, you know, putting more out there publicly. Um, I'm in the process of uploading all my blogs to medium mm-hmm. and cause that's a big hub for, for blogs and things. So just kind of putting stuff wherever I can as many mm-hmm. places as possible right now. Is that free? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, applied to one with a company called Exos. They, uh, they're big on like human performance and, and things. And they do have a supplement, supplement line, which I actually, I've used, I recommend to people. It's, it's quality stuff not filled with a bunch of garbage. Um, and those are kind of harder to come by. But that's one of the few I would, I would trust. And it's like a physical therapy launch specialist. I'm not expecting a callback. But you never know. I threw my my name in the hat just because I have experience in like physical therapy and exercise rehabilitation. But one of the qualifications they wanted someone with a business degree. So it's like, all right, I'll just shoot or shoot. Arizona would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we talked about it yesterday a little bit. Um, but yeah, that just puts you in a unique position, and it's all about being self aware of what you can offer that many other people can. And you already have that with your background, but you, you know what it takes to actually vocalize that and, and explain yeah. why you're unique. Cause everybody's yeah. unique in that way. So 
And so, like I said, I'm being picky and choosy, still really pushing my other coaching and things because back to your, your original question, mental shifts, it's like once your back's kind of against the wall, and I know I still have like a lot of people would wish for my current situation still, but when your back's kind of against the wall, it's like, okay, you know, you're going to curl up and, and let yourself die off or is this the time to just go for it and do mm-hmm. the damn thing? So now it's like, I don't have a safety net uh, per se to kind of rely on that regular check right now. So now it's, it's on me, but I have the control. So if it doesn't happen, I know who to blame. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's just changing perspective and having to do it really quick, which I don't think a year and a half ago I would have been able to do. Um, But I feel like I'm less concerned about this than more people might be. Mm -hmm. So which is good or bad. We'll find out. Yeah. Well, I think you, I mean, you're not letting it affect your productivity. Like it's okay to be like, I mean, there is a, there's always going to be like a little sense of fear, but at the same time, I mean, you know what it takes and you're not letting the external circumstances keep you from making the content you want, cultivating the relationships you want with new jobs. And yeah, you just got to keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, just, uh, doing things more deliberately and with more purpose, uh, to kind of figure out the next step. So mm-hmm. how's things been on your end this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Good. This weekend, uh, I've mixed a little bit of work and play together. I, on Friday I played tennis, uh, which was fun. Get outside a little bit and, like I said yesterday, I mean, when you're cooped up in your house all day, it definitely feels like the world is weird and, mm-hmm. and life's weird, which it is. But like when you get outside um, and like just walk around a little bit, go to the park, like you notice people walking around and enjoying the beauty of outside and getting exercise. That's always going to be the same. People are always going to do that no matter what's happening. So it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of good to get out, experience that sense of normalcy again and, and do some physical exercise. And then yesterday, <clears throat> Saturday, I played uh, golf up in Lebanon, Indiana at a course called the trophy club. Okay. Oh, nice. Sounds yeah, fancy. It was fun. Um, God, yeah. So most people already know this, but, or maybe they don't, but all the Marion County golf courses, which is the County that encompasses Indianapolis. Yeah. They're closed until May 1st. Uh, so now I went up and played a course outside the County. So that was, that was where that was. And, Learned a very, very important life lesson from the golf round. So, like, it was pretty crowded for the most part. There, um, there was people in front of us and behind us at first, and it was kind of an overcast day, and then we were playing 18 holes, and once we get to hole six, it starts to get a little colder, and it starts to, like, mist and rain a little bit more. Uh-huh. So it was, it was kind of tough to play for a little bit. Um, probably, like, holes six through 12 was when it was kind of off and off raining, and felt like lower forties, kind of tough conditions. Um, and everyone, by the time we got to hole 12, it was getting kind of bad to the point where people started quitting the round and like stopping early and going in. Mm. Uh, but our group, me, Jimmy and now were like, eh, let's just push through this. You never know what's going to happen. I don't think so the we, heavy stuff's supposed to come down for quite a while. Yeah. We were so, and so we stayed like patient and persistent with it. And as soon as everybody goes in, like right after, the rain stops and like it gets like warmer and the sun starts to shine through a little bit through the clouds 
and we had the course all to ourselves pretty much. We didn't have to wait. We could like, we could go our own pace and it just taught you, it taught me a lesson like patience and persistence provides you opportunities that other people don't get to experience. So I'm, I'm glad we stuck it out for a little longer while everybody else went in and it was a fantastic day, man. And I think, um, I decided that I think I'm going to purchase a nice photography like camera, like a legit, like professional Ooh, okay. camera. Nice. Start like taking pictures of the golf courses I play. Okay. Just cause I want to, cause I've, cause I found have like a little list of where all you've been. Yeah. Like, and then do like maybe like an article about each one, like what I like the most about it and maybe start like a string of, of writing. Cause I, I, I was thinking about it, like, I played a lot of courses, man. I played at least 50 yeah. courses in my life. So why not just, it's a lot. Why not just take pictures of them? So kind of inspired, inspired that idea. From yeah. It'll last life. longer, Tim. <laughs> but yeah, man, there's just something about golf that just, it, find that enjoyment out of that happiness, that happy space. And it's always something to look forward to. So yeah, yeah it was a good day yesterday. But, I like golf. I'm, I suck at golf, but I like golf. Yeah. Like it's I, tough, I, man. I, I probably won't step in. A bit. It's not like basketball where you can just, you, you, you have a lot less control of your outcomes in golf. That's why it's so hard. Basketball. You have a lot of uncontrollables too, but like, Unless it's like the Masters, I probably won't just sit down and watch golf. <laughs> I, I need – if I'm going to watch something, I need a little faster pace. Well, dude, um, go, on the YouTube, go on the YouTube and watch and watch the highlight videos. Like, what, like type in like top, top shots the PGA Tour from this year or like from this last year. I don't That's love it like you do, Tim. Let's get to the yeah. root of it. <laughs> but no, you, you, said, you said you want fast pace. That's fast pace. Every single shot is cool to watch, so you should watch those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, my drive is the worst part of my game. Drive is the worst part of my game. And that's not a good part to be the worst on. <laughs> you always want to start out strong. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that doesn't happen in my game. On any hole. Mm-hmm. It's like to start in the back, stay in the back. Well, next time me and I and Jimmy go, you can be the fourth. You got four people. Oof. Okay. <laughs> That'll be a good time. Going to get a bigger bottle of Tito's for that round. We can bring that. Alcohol is always out there. Yeah. When they come back, they're usually halfway there, and then they finish themselves off here. It's really funny to watch. <laughs> yeah uh i haven't been drinking a whole lot a couple couple times but that'd get that'd be an easy habit to really do like a drink a night drink a night a couple drinks a little earlier then you're like don draper already just drinking mm-hmm. at 11 well that was that was normal for their their cult i mean they right everyone was just a bunch of functioning culture. alcoholics like, yeah, it's kind of crazy the way it was. Like, people just had, like, personal bars in all their offices. Like, that's a normal thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. imagine just pouring shots with your boss, and, like, now, if it, like, you're in their office. Like, that was a normal thing back then. Yeah, right. You know how fast you'd get to go talk to HR? Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like, uh, you've seen Peaky Blinders? Uh, no, I still haven't, no. Yeah. There's, I think, five, yeah, five seasons, and I can, 
I don't think I can fill up one hand, but I can count the number of times on one hand I've seen them drink water or tea or something other than booze. 98% of the time you see them drink, it's, it's alcohol. It's like you see them smoke and drink. Teach their own, but it's, it's actually quite impressive. I'm like, wow, you are. Now, like, and also, like, you'll see them drinking this much, like, in the show or in the movie. And they're still, like, you don't get any hint that they're drunk. <laughs> yeah, right. And they function just fine. Yeah, like, man, if I had that much, I would, I'd be slurring my words. I wouldn't even be finishing Like, if I had three back-to-back, like, drinks, yay, filled, just straight to the face, I'm probably not going to pick up a gun and go do some gangster shit after that. Yeah. It's almost like they use them as enhancers. I don't know. Maybe we should explore something, Tim. Maybe <laughs> we're missing out. There's something to it. Don Draper was a success. Tommy Shelby is on fire. Um, we should all- we should do it with one of our episodes. Just have a glass of have have a glass with the episode. All the greats. What time is it now? <laughs> it's almost noon. Yeah. Lunch cocktails. <laughs> About to clock out for lunch. <laughs> No, I, like once I start drinking, like I, then I don't even want to work out right after, like nothing. No. Like once I have a cocktail, like that marks the end of healthy productivity yeah, in terms of that. Night, it should be a nightcap. Yeah, a little nightcap ain't bad. But not every night because that's, I've, I've done that too and that gets easy to fall into. Mm-hmm. But... Well, we got a sweet uh, interview coming up in a couple of days on Thursday with the guys from uh, Naptown Fitness, CrossFit Naptown. They do practice into yoga, Naptown Nutrition uh, with Peter and Jared. Uh, dude, that was a fun one. And <laughs> so, apologize to our listeners. We got cut off at the end there. Um, Tim and I upgraded our Zoom account. So <laughs> now we, can that now, we can now have interviews for more than 40 minutes. Yeah, that won't, that won't happen again. Yeah, when I looked up the price and package, I was like, I'm such an idiot. I don't know why I didn't do this before. It's all good. But well, we haven't needed it until till now and just yeah, one of those things I didn't get done. Yeah. yeah we got it. We um, it. That's what we do. Yeah, super fun episode though. Really like those guys. And uh Jared is on a drink culture podcast. Mm-hmm. So I want to be sure to check out one of their episodes this week too and listen to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a really cool story about how uh, like a fitness related business is adapting to COVID and how they're they're using um, like virtual tools to still provide solutions to their customers, which is amazing. How they were able to kind of I mean they they even had like a plan, like it was more proactive than reactive for them, mm-hmm. and it's really cool to kind of hear how they used an example from overseas on how other fitness companies were dealing with COVID ahead of time to kind of pivot their strategy for when the the pandemic eventually extended to the United States. So yeah. definitely cool to be there. Yeah. They were talking about, um, I was two brain business was their virtual mentors. Oh yeah. 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 That's that right. had, that had the, the tools. So yeah, that's, that's a sweet point that you brought up. Yeah, they had these um, this program called Two Brain Business and their virtual mentors to companies all around the world. And they had other gyms 
in other areas that were shutting down a couple weeks prior to America. Mm-hmm. And so they had kind of the jump on what to do, what to change, how to pivot. And yeah, that's just, that's a smart thing to have. I never would have thought of having a virtual mentor where they have their finger on, finger on every pulse around the country mm-hmm. to hit trends or, or something like this closures and lockdowns. So yeah, super interesting conversation, super fun, fun dudes. Uh, excited for our part two. We already planned a part two that we're going to have to do with them uh, when they o- can open their gym again and they'll show us around, which is super nice of them. And yeah, yeah, I'm excited for, for that to happen. Me too. I want to look into uh, some mobile headsets for podcasting too. So we can like, sit wherever we want and just plug into a box yeah yeah and not have to worry about tables and stuff yeah that's a good idea but uh, i find all these things when i don't have money <laughs> bad <laughs> habit cool, yeah yeah um yeah so how's your uh, how's your physical fitness been i saw i know you said you went play tennis golf are you mostly doing things outdoors uh right now uh, for i mean from a cardio perspective yeah um i'm just trying to i'm trying to do safe activities obviously like we had the social distancing and i feel like golf golf and tennis are pretty much the two when it comes to sports those are the two safest activities i feel like you could do when it comes mm. to sports so that's kind of what i've been doing there uh i've been looking for like outdoor basketball hoops that are uh that no one's on that i'll go shoot on i know a lot of people are like boarding up uh basketball hoops in certain cities to prevent like people from playing on them together but i feel like it's fine if i go play there by myself but yeah it's just you yeah from like a physical standpoint outside that's what i've been doing but um i mean being the only person in my apartment right now i've got a lot of space here that i can kind of use to to work out here at home so i've also been doing um, a lot of workouts from home i've been utilizing like like different forms of push-ups whether that's push-ups on the ground push-ups on a chair um Shoulder push-ups were – I'm like in a downward dog style and do the shoulder push-ups, mm-hmm. uh, d- different ab exercises. Uh, I, have a, I have a folding table that I've been doing uh, shoulder shrugs with. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so hey, man, yeah, got to get creative, right? Like pull yeah. out all the stops now. Yeah, and the, the biggest areas I'm trying to figure out more exercise to do on is back, like some type of pull-up motion. But I think I'm going to order an at-home <clears throat> pull-up bar that I can put on okay. the so I can fix that. But I'm also just trying to find stuff I can do with biceps. Like I'm trying to find different things that are heavy enough that I can still grip. Um, do you have jugs yeah. of anything? What's like up? Big gallon jugs? Uh, those are too light though, I feel like. Um, I mean, if you fill a gallon jug with like, if you have a milk jug or fill it with water, like you can make that heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, or... You know, take a, take two gallon jugs if you can, wrap them on like if you have like a little wooden dowel or even an umbrella, mm-hmm. you know, and put it on the end, then you can make your own bar with it, your mm-hmm. barbell. So like your umbrella's yeah. barbell, loop That's the gallon, ju- gallon oh. jugs on, on the ends, just shove it right through there. I like that. Uh, what else? I mean, yeah, add, add different things to your push-ups. So like if you're in full like, push-up position where you're on your hands and toes do like five shoulder taps on each shoulder then five push-ups then do four shoulder taps four push-ups go five four three two one 
mm-hmm. you can go back up if you want. Well, but um, on the last one, like your last push up in each sequence, if it's four, you hold for four seconds and then you go back up and you're done. If it's three, you hold for three seconds on the last push. So you can just add different types of holds, rest pauses, things like that. Um, for back, one thing, I mean, push ups are going to help back still. Yeah. But you could do something super simple as if you're laying face down, you know, breathe through your core and then bring your arms in like a T formation and hold yourself up and kind of squeeze your shoulder blades together and just hold yeah. that for 10 seconds, 15 seconds. And you should feel muscles across your uh, mid and upper back. Mm-hmm. So you can yeah, do that. For those too. That's a good idea. Yeah. So you can try that. Um, <clears throat> You know, if you have a box or something or something, you know, your table even, you can do a bent over row with that same table that you're doing uh, shrugs with. Mm. So, like, you can, you know, get a nice hip hinge, bent over row and just row it. Mm-hmm. And then with that, with the table, you can adjust if you want a narrow, narrower grip or wider grip. Um, so, you can kind of mess with that. And then biceps, you know, if you have stuff in a box like you can just walk around and hold a box that's just one long isometric hold you know walk maybe up and down all your stairs because you got plenty of them where you live walk up and down you get some steps work the leg muscles a little bit and then you're holding this box so you're you're gonna feel the biceps Mm -hmm. go up and down a few times yeah try some of those okay oh yeah or curl the box you you can curl a box, yeah, or buy two cases of beer. <laughs> yeah, even better, and then reward yourself afterward. Yeah, have a handle a handle of vodka in each, and just mm-hmm. curl to the mouth. <laughs> yeah, I like that nutrition coach. Yeah, so I'd say try a few of those things. Um, yeah, it's just seeing what what can you use, how can you manipulate it. Um, you know, grocery bags, you can put stuff in grocery bags, or if you have a full trash bag, you know, tie that, curl that, I don't know. But yeah, um, fill grocery bags with stuff with frozen foods, or like paper bag with a bunch of canned goods, just weigh it down. Backpack, Mm -hmm. you can do a curl with your backpack, grab the top handle on the bag, do curls, load it up with books or something. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Any more brain busters? <laughs> no, that's good. I think I've got what I need. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, I sent some things to uh, our friend Greg Budney. Budlin face. Budface, nice. Yeah, it was his birthday. So I sent uh, – we talked last week, and he needed some things. He had some back pain and postural things, so sent some of that to him. Just doing what I can. I've uh, My mom made a good recommendation for me to just reach out to people and say, hey, what what can I help you with? you know, yeah, and not, not selling coaching. If people want to buy coaching and they're still working right the fuck on, dude, let's, let's rock and roll. Mm-hmm. But I've reached out to a few people and just been like, Hey, we've talked about some of this before. I'm not trying to sell or pitch. What can I help you with right now? Mm-hmm. And just you know, show them some value. Yeah. And I know some things. Yeah. So Good. doing that. Yeah. Hopefully get another, get an actual client or two in the next week or two, but we'll see what happens mm-hmm. with all this job stuff. We'll need to find just something eventually. So 
Yeah. Can't have too much pride right now. Right. <laughs> Keep digging at it. Yes, sir. All right, man. Uh, I know you had some things. Uh, I got some book talk, but uh, what else? Uh, what else did you want to get into? Oh, real quick on the movement stuff. Kellen Malat, follow his stories, both his Instagrams, and I've been doing some different just bodyweight movements that I wouldn't normally do on a regular basis, and do some of the stuff that you see him do. There's some really good exercises in there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Movement mo- parallels life. Movement dot parallels dot life, and then there's like MK MK something movement. It's in in the bio, but yeah, movement parallels life. He's got some really cool and pretty fun movements too. I like them. It's a nice change of pace. Yeah. So, anyway, back to not interrupting you. Oh, you're good. Uh, I just wanted to to talk about uh, something I was able to watch this week. So, as you know, during the quarantine, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, and I've been watching uh, video. What? <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> I've been watching a channel called Charisma on Command, and it ta- you tells sent you that to me. Yeah, shows you how to be a better communicator, better listener, uh, just improve your charisma all around where you can be a better leader at work, um, just a better example for your your family, uh, just a better person all around and a more valuable, marketable person. And Mm -hmm. one of the videos I was watching uh, was how to overcome anxiety. And I feel like this can help us in interviews, this can help us in big conversations with our bosses, Uh, this can help us in a lot of different areas where we're trying to build relationships or convince people to come to our side and convince people on a point of view. And three things that kind of stuck out to me from this video was body language, like, like gestures. So the first thing they said is open palms. Like whenever you're talking and it's easy to get nervous, when you open up your palms or like show like an open person out, like open gestures, it subconsciously allows you to open up your personality as well. Like it shows that you're opening up your personality and you're not afraid of what others think. Like you're not hiding anything. And this gives like a non-spoken message to your people that you're not afraid of them. Like you're not afraid to show them who you are. And this reduces anxiety in the process for you. And you're ready Um, to receive. Yeah. I remember that from, and you probably had the same in your sales training where it's like this, like you're ready to receive, I need to move like here. And if you remember our interview with Tim Roberts, when he spoke, he was always doing like reopening his hands. And so it was very, uh, a different level of engagement, more fun engagement of, Oh yeah, we can, we can say what we want. We can open things up. So I like that you had the palm open thing. That's, that's good and something that we've seen consistently. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And then the second one is probably maybe the most important, I think. And something that, (laughs) something that I need to work on the best or the most is replace your ums and your uhs with pure silence. Cause it's easy whether you don't know what you're talking about or if you're nervous to, to put those ums and uhs in there. And what this does is when you say um or uh, you're letting, you're letting air out of your mouth and you're becoming more tired and it'll make you talk faster because you're using up a lot of extra air to say um and up. Mm. When you replace these ums and us with pure silence, it allows the conversation to kind of marinate a little bit more. It allows people to get their thoughts and feelings out. It allows the full like weight and communication of your message to be transmitted to the other person. Um, 
I just did um. I just said um. And <laughs> it, it it allows what you say to be like better received, and I feel like it helps you in the process because you don't waste your breath. Like, and when you talk faster and waste and like are breathing heavier, it makes you seem more nervous and anxious. So so when you're talking and you're making a point and you feel like saying um, just be silent. It's like when you let silence come into a conversation it may seem like awkward at first but it really isn't like the three seconds to you it may feel like 10 seconds but the other person when there's silence in the conversation it doesn't it won't feel awkward to them it, it actually puts them more at ease when when you let the conversation breathe a little bit more so that was the second one and then the last one to overcome anxiety is first accept and then change. So like when things happen to us in life that are out of our control, we, we refuse to believe that they happen sometimes. Like we're like, oh, I can't believe that happened. Oh, I can't believe that there's this train blocking me on my commute to work and it's gonna make me, make me late. Like there's a lot of things that happen to us that because we don't accept them, it infuriates us even more, which makes us more anxious. So I think on things that you can't control, learn to accept them, and then give it some time and then outline a plan on how you're going to change your behavior, change your plan, change your mindset to convert potential anxious feelings into productive ones that help you move forward. So I think those were the three biggest things um, that, I, that I took from YouTube, that YouTube video that I watched um, this week. So, yeah. See, that I, was, see that I was letting it marinate. There you go. Shut up, you Tim. I'm letting it marinate. <laughs> Do you see any of those help uh, that could be of value to you the most out of those three? For sure. Um, there I just said, see, now you're talking about ums and uhs. Now you're jacking me up. I was doing just fine. <laughs> I'd say right now probably the one that's most applicable is <clears throat> what you can and can't control. Mm-hmm. That's really tough. And when when I was a lot younger, I had – a devil of a time not worrying about things I couldn't control. And if there's anything that I heard my dad say the most, it was, you can't worry about what you can't control. And Mm. now where it's to a point of, yes, there's a lot of things in my life currently, whether that's personal or work, things that I can't control. Um, But then it's okay. Think of all the decisions that led up to every single one of those points. And I controlled all of those decisions. So now, okay, I can't control this pandemic. I can't control how someone runs a business. I can't control that, you know, this wasn't accounted for. There was no plan for that, whatever it is. But I can control everything else that that now I want to do. It's where I have... I've no one and nothing holding me back. So it's, as I was talking earlier, it was a quick shift. It had to be a quick shift because we don't know how long this will last and got to eat. So it's, it's now, okay. Um, what can I do? What is in my personal hands? And that's still a lot of things. Like we, we think that we were just, kind of chopped at the knees and we can't do anything. We were cut down a little bit, but that's, that's probably the one that is the most in my face right now. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's, it might be the hardest 
right? Because say, oh no, my job is fine, but my personal life, my relationship sucks. Like it, it, it always goes to shit, blah, blah, blah. Okay. What were the expectations and what were you attempting to control? You know, what, what's going on there, but that's a harder pill to swallow, right? Where it's something, something a little closer to that. But I, th- I think that's the most, most applicable right now. And like I said, I think one of the harder ones too. But for me, yeah, I'd say worrying about what you can and can't control and determine where you need to allocate true worry mm-hmm. and, and read Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Yeah, they, they talk on this exact point a lot where it's, you know, whether you've, you've made a decision, you can't change it, now move on. It's kind of the Gary mm-hmm. V way of, he's like, you made the decision. You made it. That's it. Like, keep going. But, you know, it's, there's a lot of small things. So make sure if you do need to actually worry about something, you allocate your worries properly where you're not stressed about you know, who cuts you off at the, at the green light or whatever, you know? So it's, um, yeah, I think, I think that kind of control and that's a lot of self mastery and self control too. So that's, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, the best thing you can control is, I mean, you can continue to just put more and more content out there, put more of yourself out there and mm-hmm. continue to work the way you know how to work. And but like that story that I posted on Instagram today, you can't expect people, you can't expect to chase after people, but if you continue to work with a work ethic, that's specific to you and stuff that you're passionate on, you're going to genuinely attract people to yourself who need you and who need your services eventually. Cause there's, there's so many people out there that could use what you have to offer, but mm-hmm. it's just a matter of continuing to focus on how you can perfect your content, your knowledge and um, put yourself in a position to attract people. So yeah, I want to, I want to read that. That was really good. Cause like for whatever reason that one hit me today, I was like, damn, I need that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you sent me this from uh, D rock. And it said, don't chase people, be an example, attract them, work hard and be yourself. The people who belong in your life will come find you and stay, just do your thing. So yeah, to your point, whether it's a product, a service, you know, you're like, oh man, I, I want a boyfriend, I want a girlfriend. It's, and we've talked about this with Dr. Uh, Karen Abrell, you know, where you got to steady your course and make sure you're doing what you want to do. You don't change something about your life or your routines know to a drastic measure for somebody else because then you're not your true you right so mm-hmm. i think that one was uh was a good one and it, it seems simple but yeah i was really appreciative that you shared that i was like oh don't know if i would have seen that today that's good stuff because mm-hmm. it's always just yeah. a gentle reminder you know especially you know we're home alone all the time right like there's it's like oh man this would be a good time to have such and such or or, or what have you so Mm-hmm. I think just staying on the course, it's hard to, hard to always swallow that one, but then you'll have the most genuine of, of any type of relationship, friendship, mm-hmm. business. So good little gentle reminder, little, little nudge, just a little push. Yeah. Just cross the line. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, so that guy who does uh, that charisma on command, what's his, his background do you know i haven't looked him up really did he study like psychology or something or yeah. psychology yeah he studied psychology and okay. i think he 
he was like in he's got a master's in something but he's just someone who someone like us who has a good head up good head on their shoulders he ended up going to college and and going through some some experiences that taught him a lot of stuff and he just he created this blueprint from scratch i think with one of his like his one of his business partners and they start just started a youtube channel just like just like anybody else who built a following on there and they they've got good stuff and he used he yeah. like i said like he frames his information with real life examples that are easy to easy to learn so i mean yeah. it's 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 a draw for a lot of people who are on youtube i don't know how many he has a lot of subscribers i'm not sure how many he has but i need to look through more of his stuff sometimes depending on the content like i can't write either like my own content or blogs or journal and then listen to a podcast at the same time. I, I just, I, I can't do both. I can't do that either at all. And the same would be with, with that. I think like if I'm folding laundry, something super simple, fine. But if like, I can't work, work and listen to the charisma at the same time. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like I might miss something that he might say, yeah. you know, I don't know how, if, if you have, uh, a trick to, because I, I have a problem just sitting there sometimes. But well, what do you, you what do you do when you what do you do when you eat your food? Uh, that could vary. So sometimes I'll like finish working on something, or sometimes I'll read like something nutritional or a different type of study that's come out. So it really kind of varies. Sometimes I'll yeah, watch something on Netflix. But I guess, yeah, that could yeah. be a, a good time that's to... That's my trick. I just watch it whenever I eat dinner or eat lunch or eat breakfast. Okay. Because, like, I can't really work while I eat. I don't think, it, I, I, don't think I can do it. Yeah, do you're it. doing one or the other, right? Yeah. So, and, eat, like, a lot of times I find myself just scrolling through social media when I eat. So I said, why not just put my phone away and just watch this while I eat? So. Yeah. yeah. And don't try not to drink liquids while you eat either. I've been trying that. I've been doing that per your recommendation. So if you're going to be eating some peanut butter, make sure you're Wait, hydrated. I have a question though. Like, are, yeah. you, are you talking, should you not drink at all from the point you start to the meal until you end the meal or should you, and then once the Idea- meal's done, can you then start drinking? Ideally you don't drink right before in the middle of, or immediately after your meal. How much time should you give? Oh, I mean, I'm not perfect about it. I, I think, like, I haven't looked up an actual time frame. I would say if it's like 10 to 15 minutes, it's probably okay. Again, I would need to double check. I might be talking out my ass right now. But yeah, ideal scenario is you have a little time before and after to kind of let things settle too. So you're not just like also washing it down. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you start drinking while you're eating, then. It's, it's like what a lot of us do. You put food in your mouth, you chew a few times, you take a swig, you swallow. Like you want mm-hmm. to chew and break down your food, easier for your body to digest, but also too much liquid can dilute um, your HCL in your stomach too. Mm-hmm. So you want to let the body kind of do its natural thing a little bit. Again, I'm not perfect. I was eating some peanut butter out the jar yesterday and I was going to choke on myself if I didn't have water. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> liquid is a necessity for the food to get down sometimes. Yeah. 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 So, but more times than not, I really try to eat without drinking. Sometimes it's like a few minutes after and I need some water, mm. you know, it's, 
better than not doing that is how I kind of look at it. And it's like, that's a small thing that helps, but make sure I'm hitting the big things too. Like that, that's a smaller thing, you know, but I got to make sure I'm getting a good sleep and I'm prepping well before I go to bed, which I've not been doing. So Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, that, that's a good point. Maybe I'll try to watch it while I eat. It'd be good. Eating, not drinking. All right, you want to get down with some book talk? Yeah, what you got? I'm still in, uh, well, I say still, but I haven't been in it long. Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. And so what I recently read was one of his big things is automation. So with your business, you want to automate as much as you can so you can do less and less of things like, say, manufacturing issues, customer service, returning lower level emails or calls. You know, you want to deal with the high priority stuff, the, the big decision making and like emergencies. That, that's, that's what you as the owner really want to deal with. And so if you can automate a lot of that, one of his big things talks about virtual assistants overseas. One, they're a lot cheaper and two, they can work while you're sleeping. So you can have them do a lot of things because of the time change you're asleep. Work is still being done. And there's stuff waiting for you the next morning when you wake up. So things like that to where you can just outsource and find different ways to really finagle it. And that's part of the essence of the book. But yeah, he talked about automation and really you want to spend your time on what you want to spend your time on or what really needs your attention. Or maybe you create a product or business where it's like you're into it, but you don't want to really be a huge part of the day to day because you want to do X, Y, and Z over here. And that's really what you're passionate about. So uh, then he spoke on market testing and talked about various methods. So had some real examples of people testing the market. So from ideas to looks of things, designs of, of products and, you know, testing like a one pager where someone could add something to a cart, but then before they filled out information, like billing information, it would go to, Oh, this is on back order. So that person, one example was, uh, she's a climber and a yoga instructor and was making DVDs. Another guy was reselling higher end uh, French t-shirts. And so they were able to kind of gauge, okay, this is how many people checked out or tried to put it in their cart. So this is the interest level. But then they went through different SEO uh, methods. So they did a lot of testing before actually bringing to market. And so, cause he's like, you know, some people will take your money and then use that to finance making the product. That's why some will say allow four to six weeks. It might take a week to make it. Then they got to get it to you. He goes, sometimes that's a legal issue where if you just don't have it, you take all the information and money and you don't have it yet. Mm-hmm. So this was a, a way to have very low cost and still get real solid numbers on what the market is telling you. Yeah. So it was a little more technical, which was, was cool because then it's like, oh, that's how much behind the scenes work goes into it. Like just because you make something doesn't mean people want to buy it. Right. Like there's no automatic, oh yeah, I have this. Everyone needs this bullshit. So it was, it was cool to, to get some, and he provides websites and stuff and links to things. 
So it's really cool how much he gives you. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really insightful on how to really make your business run itself without you having to be there and micromanaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I like the testing part too. Cause yeah. like testing method. I mean, that's true with like any type of advertising, like whether it's on Facebook or any, any type of marketing funnel that you're creating, like it's good to, to, to try different stuff and diversify your outcomes. So mm-hmm. I like that. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty addicting book to read, which is, hard to come by but i'm excited i've only had a handful of books that were that way and this one is it's cool man so um, i need to apply a little more to what i can some of this stuff i can't apply to my business as of yet just because of the stage of where it is and where it's not mm-hmm. but uh, i need to catch up on my notes of taking my book notes i keep reading more and then i don't want to right now take the time to just do the notes but i'm like a uh, almost halfway done already and probably started a week and a half, two weeks ago. Nah, not that far. Yeah. A week and a half ago. And, uh, so maybe that's my good halfway point of going through the notes. Then I can refresh my memory on some things and, and see, Oh, I can't apply this here. So good idea, Tim. I guess I'll do that later today. Fine. <laughs> it's, it's good for you to do that too because it, it ingrains the material in your mind more. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's repetition because you read it once and then you highlight it or you write it down and, then, and that's repetition number two and then you go back and read it again and that's repetition number three. Like that's interval, yeah. interval learning. I'm, I'm big on, I always have a highlighter and a pen on yeah. hand when I read because like if there's just too much to highlight but it's a really good section, then I'll put like brackets around it with my pen but yeah big on highlighting in notes just because it's like if you have an idea to write it in there then when you go back it's like oh yeah i had that i would have forgotten about that long term if i didn't write that down yeah so good what you in uh that what i the youtube video that was my book talk for today oh sweet all right good talk anything else uh for today's episode timothy no, I'm good. This episode, is this 121? Yes, sir. 121. No. I don't like the Zoom. The video is nice. Yeah. But when we get back to being friends again, we should look at GoPros. <laughs> get some yep. video, get some angles. Some angles in lighting, Tim, make us look extra sexy. That's right. All right, everyone. Appreciate you hanging with us. Hope you're staying healthy, staying moving, enjoying this quarantine as much as you can. Keep spicing things up. Hey, if you like the episode, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Then find us on Instagram at Off the Dome Radio. Send us a DM. Let us know you left a review, and we will send you a free laptop sticker on us. Don't even have to pay for shipping. We don't do that. All right, everyone. Until next time, enjoy your day.